Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 65 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Our main story? Airlines and airports are doing whatever they can to assure the public that it's safe to fly. But the future of air travel is going to look almost unrecognizably different. We followed someone who's still flying to find out what it's like on an airliner during a pandemic. First, here's what happened today. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is pushing ahead with a vote on a $3 trillion virus relief bill, despite the fact it has no chance of ever getting signed into law. Lawmakers began considering the package under restrictions that have now become commonplace. Face covers and limits on the number of members on the floor at any one time. Pelosi is making a bet that key parts of the legislation, like aid to states, more payments to individuals, and extending unemployment insurance, will generate massive public support. She hopes that will force the White House and the GOP into negotiations on another round of stimulus for a hobbled U.S. economy. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has dismissed the legislation as a $3 trillion left-wing wish list and said he and the White House have set no date for a new stimulus package. As the pandemic shuttered businesses and kept Americans at home, sales at stores and restaurants fell around 16% in April, nearly twice as much as it did in March. Both monthly declines broke all previous records. A separate report from the Federal Reserve showed industrial production had its steepest drop on record. It all adds to a mountain of data piling up that suggests it will take years for the economy to claw itself back from recession. One Nordic nation is seeing a light at the end of the tunnel for the outbreak. Denmark had its first day without a COVID-19-related death since mid-March. It's evidence that the country's strategy of locking down early has succeeded in bringing the virus under control. The total number of deaths from the virus the country has reported is 537. Finally, sad news for beer. UK pubs may be forced to dump 70 million pints, enough to fill more than 16 Olympic-sized swimming pools, because much of the brew they're storing will spoil before the pubs can reopen in July. Many farmers and food manufacturers around the world, faced with a sudden plunge in demand, have been forced to figure out how to dump huge quantities of everything from milk to pigs. 
The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. And now, our main story. The aviation industry is wrestling with ways to control the coronavirus and get people back to flying. Airports have seen a 90% drop-off in passengers since mid-March. But as states ease lockdown restrictions, more people are expected to fly. Airports today are starting to make changes in the hopes that passengers will be safer as they fly. Bloomberg's Justin Bachman has more on what it looks like to take a flight during a pandemic and how air travel may change going forward. Nick Shine is on his way to the airport. Nick is a sophomore at the University of Colorado Boulder, and he's heading back to New York to see his parents. I decided to go home at this point in time, mostly because who knows what the future holds, and uh, I need to go see my parents at some point. It's early May, and he hasn't seen them since January. Nick is catching a United Airlines flight from Denver International Airport to Newark. He says he's nervous about the trip. I'm thinking the lines won't be too bad. My seat will have some room next to me at least. But I'm, I'm definitely nervous about uh, germs and, and corona. Full disclosure. Nick is the son of Rick Shine, a Bloomberg News editor who also works on this podcast. He just happened to be taking this flight, and we asked him to record his travels. Just like Nick isn't sure what his travel today will actually look like, no one is certain how COVID-19 will reshape safety protocols at airports and airlines. Some of the possible pandemic-era measures have already begun in many places across the U.S. Airport temperature checks plexiglass partitions, touchless check-in kiosks, and far more social distancing near boarding gates, security lines, and on board. So far, none of the changes U.S. airports are making are part of any coordinated government effort. Airlines are in talks with the Transportation Security Administration and other agencies on a more streamlined approach. Until then, airlines and airports are doing whatever they can to assure the public that it's safe to fly. On May 10th, United Airlines began testing new touchless kiosks at four airports, Boston, Chicago, Dallas-Fort Worth, and Orlando, allowing people to scan in from a smartphone or a sheet of paper printed at home. That's not an option for Nick today, though. Still, things were looking good from a social distancing standpoint. The airport is busy, but people are standing six feet apart, and they're wearing masks. These safety measures are part of the new reality for flyers. But some things don't change in airports, like waiting. I've already checked my bag uh, by myself, but I'm waiting in line to put it on the conveyor belt. And even though it's not that crowded, it's taking a surprising amount of time. I mean, I've been staying in the same spot for about 10 minutes now. There will be changes to really every part of the flying experience, including where Nick heads to next, the security line. They're keeping the 6 feet protocol pretty strict. There's a... Like alleys between the lines, 
that wrap around and make sure you're still six feet away in all directions. The line was uh, really a breeze. I mean, it's, it's noon on a Friday, and I'm already at the front. I didn't even wait, really, so I can't complain in, in that front, but, you know, still a lot of people. Yeah, so that's a little nerve-wracking. Nick gets through fast, but longer lines and congestion could come as more people head back to airports. And now I'm through security. It was a breeze. Nothing, nothing new, nothing different. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting at the train, the, uh, the little tram in Denver International, going to B-Gate. The doors are closing. Past security, airports are also considering changes to their bars, restaurants, and public seating areas. Long rows of adjoined seats near boarding gates may no longer be appropriate. Communal tables and food courts may be a thing of the past. Now, Nick is at his gate with ten minutes to spare. He notices another change, one that has to do with seating arrangements. They say now that uh, each row number is your seat number, so... I'm taking that to mean that every person has a row to themselves, which is nice. Um, And you board differently now, so you start with the last row and go down the line. So I have row 34, so I should be pretty, pretty quick to board. Frontier Airlines is also creating a new policy before passengers can board. It says it will begin checking each flyer's temperature starting in June. If you're 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer, after two tests, you won't be allowed on the flight. But right now, Nick doesn't have to worry about that. He just needs to figure out what movie to pick as he lounges in his own room. We're going to watch a movie with our masks and gloves on, and uh, we're just going to act like nothing's, uh, nothing's different, even though a lot of things are different. Nick has been wearing a mask this whole time, and that will also be the case once he gets onto the plane. Every U.S. airline has mandated face coverings for boarding and in-flight. But it's not a given people will wear them the entire time, especially when drinks or snacks are still served. It's a tricky rule to enforce, and flight attendants aren't being told they must do so. Nick boards the plane and makes his way to his seat. That's when he realizes something. That new seating arrangement, the one where people may expect to have their own row, It turns out that's not the case. The plane is packed, and having a row to yourself was just wishful thinking. Uh, I don't know why I thought that it was one person to a row. That was just incorrect, but yeah, it's it's a full flight for sure. I mean, I'm in a row with all the seats filled up. Does not just is not six feet apart. I mean, I kind of figured just don't book the middle seats. It seems easy enough, but I guess it's uh, it's not that easy. Just feels like a normal flight that I'm just more nervous about. The few people flying now come expecting airlines to focus on strictly enforcing some kind of social distance on their planes. They do, but not if it means turning away a ticketed customer. For May and June, airlines cut their schedules so deeply due to weak demand that they often need all the seats on the flights that remain. So, with fewer flights, there are now fuller planes. All of these changes in airports will be expensive. 
and they come at the worst possible time for nearly every player in the travel industry, from airlines to rental car companies and hotels. The sudden demand decline has hit all airlines deeply and led to some small carriers shutting down. In the U.S., the industry went from solid profits to a loss in the first quarter due to the virus. Financially, many airlines are in a race for survival despite some $50 billion in U.S. taxpayer support. That means measures like empty middle seats won't work for the industry in the longer term, at least without major fare increases or more money from the government. With less demand and an array of new health safety protocols, flying could become more expensive than in the recent past. So you may think that since there's so little demand, airfares will stay low. And they probably will for a time, as the world very gradually returns to flying. But all of these new safety protocols could make air travel more expensive than in the recent past. Folks, welcome to Newark. Thanks for flying. Let us have a great rest of the day. After two and a half hours on that full flight, Nick lands in Newark. He says the airport isn't full. People are also wearing masks, and there are lots of signs advising everyone to stay six feet apart. I don't feel great about that flight, but nothing I can do now. I'm happy to be here to a degree. He grabs his bag and heads home. And I'm going to go say hello to my mom from six feet away. Hi, Mom. Hi. Air hug. Nick will self-quarantine for 10 days before he can get a real hug from mom. Just like temperature checks, touchless check-in kiosks, and missing middle seats, getting off a plane and going into quarantine is just another change as we learn to fly again during a pandemic. That was Bloomberg's Justin Bachman. And that's our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com slash coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is hosted by me, Laura Carlson. The show was produced by me, Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, and Magnus Henriksen. Today's main story was reported by Justin Bachman. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Francesca Levy and Rick Schein. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.